truth. I don't know what's happening to the Bears organization. I'm clueless. Knowledge. We got ten more games in this city. Unabashed honesty. You're really stupid, and you got some stupid offensive coordinators and some stupid quarterback coaches. What do you expect from legends? The Hampton OB Show starts now. Hampton OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside Hampton OB after a Bears win, 19-10 to over the San Francisco 49ers at Soldier Field. Uh, the weather wasn't pretty. The game wasn't pretty at times, but uh, a win is a win, right? That's, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, yeah, You know, hey, folks, say thank you so much for uh, for joining us, tuning in. I yeah, I hate to say it, but the legend, Ed Obradovich, and yours truly, we predicted this, you did, did we not, Andy? Yes, and you, and did. you know what? It is so I great. I hate to say this, Dan. It was more me, but go ahead. <laughs> <Okay>. But, <laughs> you know, two things. Number one, I said to, that not only today, but the entire season would be about two things. Of course, the enablement of Justin Fields' development. And we saw that in the second half. And we'll get to all the nuts and bolts. The first half was, was a laugher. We only had three first downs. Two of those by penalty. And we only had, uh, what, five drives, 26 yards the first time we, we uh, touched it the first quarter and a half. All that being said, we hung around. And OB, you kept saying, you know, you hang around, you hang around, all of a sudden, <clears throat> up pops the devil. But I'll tell you this. Today was a textbook example of tenacity and how you just got to keep chopping wood. Now, all I can tell you is this. We saw, I, I, I'm very impressed with the 49ers. And for you folks that like to make a play, Take them next week. They will crush the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they came into town unsuspecting of, you know, this Bears team. But the, you know what the Bears did? They basically outcoached them. And we'll get to this in a little bit, OB. Yeah, the team played hard, and there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that have to be corrected. But the 49er penalties and getting away from the effective offensive formations that they used in the first half – Blew up in their face in the second half, especially when the rain came. So, hey, congrats to Matt Eberflus, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator. Not so much Luke Getze. A lot of what happened today we're very upset and, and disgusted by on the offensive side. But a win is a great win, OB. There's no question about it, okay? There were like basically two halves here, Danny. The first half, I mean, I, you want to talk about something, folks, that's pathetic? The first series... The first three downs we had, and we punted on the fourth down, we were minus seven yards on our first three plays. And that basically was the show for the entire first half. My God, we wound up with rushing a net yards of 65 passing yards, folks. Listen to this for the first half, three yards. It's almost like that Cleveland game last year. But anyway, so... Moving forward, we come to the second half. It was a different play calling. It was a different play calling. You could see the players buying into it a little more. But that first half, I thought, oh, my God, these guys haven't changed the damn thing. you got to be kidding me. But they did, and they came up with a win. I had a feeling that they were going to come up with a win, and uh, not a whole lot of stuff to back it up. Why? I just felt... That the new head coach, the feeling, and how it permeated through the team, that I think that these players bought in to Eberflus. They bought in to Poles, our general manager. 
And guess what? They came out in the second half. Damn it, they didn't give up. They stayed in there. They fought through the rain, fought through everything, fought through one heck of a football team to beat them, and they did. So congratulations to the Bears. More important, the Bear fans. More important, the franchise. Let's keep it going, guys. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about more of the nuts and bolts as we get going here, especially after we hear from the, the head that coach. That first half was terrible. It was awful. I and mean, it, that was like Nagy was still here. I, we thought maybe the, he left the playbook behind. I, yeah. And it looked like Luke Getze had confused them and was pulling his, you know, the Nagy playbook out in the first half. Well, real quick, you know, Obi, the, the, the thing about, you know, the, the 49ers, and, and we're talking about Nagy and how Nagy always thought he was the smartest guy in the room. That's right. Smartest guy at the stadium. He was smarter than right. the defensive court. It happened to Kyle Shanahan. He had a, amazing game plan in the first half that we had no answers for, and it was making our linebackers and defensive uh, down linemen look confused and befuddled, and they were basically just you know ripping us apart. But in the second half, I guess he thinks he knows better, he's smarter than everyone else, and he started trying to do some different things, and that came back and bit him. Well, I'll tell you, the, the two things that, that are just that, that I know that I truly honestly know, folks. Number one, when you get into double digits and penalties, more often than not, more often than not, you're going to lose the football game. I don't give a damn how many yards you pass for and whatever, but when you wind up with 12 penalties for 100 yards, you're going to lose the football game. And the other theory is, which I've been saying for decades, and it happened. I remember playing. And there's teams that we're supposed to beat, and they're hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And lo and behold, folks, at the end of the game, up pops the devil, and you go down. And what did I say, Andy? <laughs> what did I say today? And first, they keep going on like this. Sooner or later, up pops the devil, and I'll be diddly damned. It sure did. Didn't it feel at seven nothing like it was thirty four nothing? I mean, it should have been thirty four nothing in some oh, in some no respects. Oh, there's no question about it. We had no answers yeah. on either side of the ball, and of course, you well, know, our you field goal kicker a... misses two extra points. Yeah. When you throw for a net three yards in the thirty minutes of football in the National Football League, and it's the opening game, and you run for sixty five, you know, Houston, there's a problem. Yeah, big okay? time problem. But guess what? They solved it. They got the bounce of the ball. They got the kick of the ball, and it happened. Rain came. It worked for the Bears. So we got the victory, and 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 that is so great because of what's been going on here year after year, decade after decade. It's time to take it back. Time to take it back. Okay. No matter how we win it. One of our one of our pet peeves in the last three years was the lack of halftime adjustments. Right. We're going to find out, you know, in post game interviews how and and what they adjusted and how they, you know, they attacked the second half completely differently. But hey, folks, we want to hear from you today. Go uh, the number here at the station three one two nine eight one. 7,200, so give us a call. Danny, I, tell you, I can tell you what happened. When they went in at halftime, the coach, those coaches got together somewhere in the coach's room or wherever they meet, and I'll guarantee you they had an attitude change. And I'll guarantee you Eberfuss was the one that brought them in and sat down and said, hey, 
We're still in this game, and what we're doing is wrong. It's not working. Our run's not working. Our passing's aren't working. The play calling's not working. We've got to change it. I'll guarantee you that happened, Danny. You're exactly right, and we were not physical at all. It was almost like we were scared to attack the 40. They're, they're right. damn good team. I'm telling you, I was impressed. But, but. They changed their attitude, their play calling. They got after people at the line of scrimmage. The first play of the second half, they basically all came off the ball, and we had an eight-yard carry by Montgomery, and that set the tempo for the second half. Again, the thing is, Danny, what I just said, I'll guarantee you, Refluce brought those coaches in there, and I tell you, however he did it, he laid it out, one ABC, two ABC, and guess what? It worked. Absolutely did, and we're going to get to some phone calls here in just a moment, so get on the line here, 312-981-7200. We'll get through some of those calls here in a moment. We've our first time out here, though, and we tell you that he's back. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic is back. For all your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. The Vuk. And remember, Nationwide is on your he's side. There. He's yes, there. Yes, he is. He's always there. He was texting you during the game, wasn't he? There you he? go. All right. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Your phone call is coming up here in just a moment. Happen OB, the postgame show after a Bears 19-10 to win over the 49ers, 7-20 WGN. So third down and long. A twist up front. Able to collapse the pocket. Fields keeps it alive. There's a wide open Pettis. And now Pettis down the sideline. Improvisation and a touchdown from 51. That was the difference right there. The uh, improvised little play there by Justin Fields. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. As the uh, Bears go on to a 19-10 win over the San Francisco 49ers. we got a bunch of people lining up here on the phone, so let's uh, let, let's get right to it, okay? We don't want people waiting much longer than they have to here. Uh, we're going to start things off with Mark in Wilmington. Mark, what's on your mind, man? Mark, you there. I listen to you guys. Okay, and, there you um, this is a turning point in Chicago Bears history. No more are they going to be jacked around by politicians with the stadiums. No more are they going to be jacked around by players and coaches or they don't want to play for the Bears. This team is good, and... Um, I'm just happy for the Bears. For the next 10 or 15 years, we'll be hearing about this team, and um, I'm just happy for them. The Bears are going to be the dominant Bear monsters of the way. Midway. Again, they're good. Well, thank you so much for your call. You know, two things about this, Andy. I, that, that you know, this call is, is I don't know, maybe like a, a, a hearkening of, of the, the fact that, and, and again, if you listen to this program, you know that OB and I, we don't suffer fools. And we thought Fox was a fool. We thought Nagy was a fool. We didn't like what Ryan Pace was doing. And, and it's a completely, it's a completely new day and a new attitude. And I got to tell you, Ryan Poles made no ex- excuses. He basically said, look, it's all about a meritocracy. We don't care if your name is, you know, uh, 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 Khalil Mack or this. Uh, it's what can you do for me this Sunday at, at 12.01? And they went about setting up this roster. And, and, and we don't have, you know, a plethora of, of pro bowlers on both sides of the ball. And in fact, you know, it's almost like when the captain's uh, list came out, it was almost like, okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Quinn's a captain. He didn't even practice the whole preseason. And Roquan's a captain. He was holding out. So it was almost, you know, in a weird way, you know, 
it was almost like not the individual player that a lot of people, especially the fantasy football league players, they all think it's about, you know, stars and this and that. No, it's about teamwork and commitment and camaraderie. And you know what? A bunch of guys in the lead up to this opening game, OB, they were saying the words like monsters of the midway. And they, and whereas Nagy and that whole bunch, they were too cool to even waste time, you know, bringing up the past and the legacy of the Bears. It was like, hey, they're, they're too cool to be bothered by all. Well, it's like this bunch, they're not only aware of it, but they want to draw on it. And, they came out and they played a game that, man, are we all so proud of them for. All right, back to the phones we go. 312-981-7200. That is our phone number. Dave listening in South Florida. Dave, you're on with Happen OB. Hey, guys. Awesome win for the Bears. I've been calling you guys an OB since the 2018 Eagle playoff debacle. And you know what? I see a new attitude. I see a disciplined team when – I think we had about three penalties for X number of yards, whereas the Niners had about, I don't know, 10 or 12? 12. Penalties for X. Yes, 12 penalties. 12 for 100. I see. Absolutely. And I see uh, a commitment to the run, but also a new attitude. And I think that's going to take us very far. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid yet until we beat the pack. Because that's, that's that's, if we get over that hump, we could go far, but. A great game overall. I like the new attitude. I like the discipline on the team. Well, Dave, uh, th- thank you for those comments about what went on here today. And 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 I, I tell you what, I'm very proud, very proud of these coaches and and polls. That, that's where it started with polls. The, the new general manager bringing in Eberflus and whatever have you. And it was a game that I said, you let somebody hang around like that, nine times out of ten, up pops the devil and they win. Well, that's what happened today. But what I saw were some adjustments in the second half, and I saw the kids didn't give up. Danny, how many years, year after year after year, we'd be halfway through the season, and those guys were looking to find a way to get the hell out of town. Yep. These kids didn't. They fought. They stayed all the way through, and they beat one fine football team. And this is this is going to mean a lot to this team in the fourth quarter in Minnesota or wherever they may be playing in Green Bay next week. They're going to say, "Hey, we just keep chopping and, and keep playing smart. We'll we'll find a way." Now, let me tell you how important the penalties are, Ob. Bill Parcells, who I think is a legend, and I love him, and he had a maxim. He said, "For every." 10 yards of penalties, it's almost like a point. So if you look at it like that, I mean, the 49ers shot themselves in the foot. And three times. No question about it. With, with, uh, uh, you know, what would, unnecessary roughness calls, uh, all three on linebacker. And you know what? It's they, everybody knows the rule now. Seven years ago, when they changed it, okay, okay, you don't know. Now you know they were still stupidly doing it, and they paid the price. Yes, they did, and bye bye, San Francisco. <laughs> Indeed, nineteen to ten, the win for the Bears today. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That's the play. That is the play. Uh, let's go back out and let's uh, talk to Maurice here in Avalon Park. Maurice, you're on. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I would like to congratulate um, the Bears on this win and Matt Eberflus, rookie coach, for his first win. Now, I thought one of the key moments was Eddie Goldman. 
I thought he went from goat to hero. If you recall, San Francisco had a great run against the Bears' defense. And I thought Goldman was out of place. Now, he went to hero when he made that great interception. You mean Eddie Jackson? Eddie Jackson, Jackson. Jackson. Eddie Jackson you're talking about. Yeah, Eddie Jackson uh, got, got, yeah. got, you know, thank you. B slapped in the end zone. You know, he got hit so hard his mama got two black eyes from it. And, and, the, and, and that was Debo running over him. A receiver ran over him. Yes. But you're right. The, that, that interception, obviously, uh, it, it was a huge point in the game and it was a huge momentum swing. So, yeah. And you know what? I, I'll be the first one to tell you, we have not been a fan of Eddie's, but you know what? I think he'll watch this. I'd love to watch this film with this coaching staff. You know, they talk about hustle and intensity and all that. I still saw some guys not busting their hump to get to the ball, OB. And Eddie was one of them early in the game. Right. But he, and this caller makes a wonderful point, which is, you know, if you're a leader, you got to find a way to make plays. Well, he made the play and it helped turn everything around. Well, again, the adjustments that they did at halftime, Dan. My God, when you look at these stats, are almost like the like the Nagy years: three yards passing in thirty minutes of football. When it is a passing league, running for sixty-eight. But I'll tell you something: what we've got to get in, we've got to get folks, we've got to get people. Cole Komet. We've got to get these people involved in the passing game. We've got to attack downfield. I don't care if it's raining or whatever. We've got a kid that runs a 100-yard dash in two seconds. Get him downfield. We've got two great runners in Montgomery and Herbert. Use them. Then go to play action. Then go to your screens. But establish a running game and establish that you can go downfield. Put some fear into the defense. From the get-go, don't wait to the second half. Because it may not pop up the same way. You know, and you got, again, a tip of the cap to Matt Eberflus to keep the defense, you know, playing the game and keeping the 49ers in front of them. And, boy, they squandered so much field position in the first half. They could have been up 21, 24 to nothing on us. I would say 34, Dan. Okay. But you know what? (laughs) Whether it was the weather, the conditions, or the defensive play, Trey Lance – was exposed today. He struggled. He he was 13 of 28 for 164 yards and an interception. I like I said before the game. I between these two quarterbacks it was heads and shoulders. I what I thought Justin Fields would be the, the you know the clear victor today and boom, here we go. Let me tell you this real quick. Lance the 49ers took a page out of the Bears front office, okay? They gave up 3 First round picks for this kid last year as a rookie. Let me say that again. They gave up three first round picks to draft that quarterback. They don't have a draft choice until when? 2024. 2024. 2024. Three. Are you kidding me? For that? Yeah, exactly. They must have been hanging out with Nagy and and that. Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, somebody's going to be joining the Falcons. <laughs> you know what? There is the Lord. Those guys are gone. Huh. All right, we're going to get into the newsroom here. We're going to come back and take some more phone calls. 312-981-7200. Happen OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. On 35, Lance gets intercepted by Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. 
is in the league. Invisible the last couple years. Puts his stamp on this one. Eddie Jackson. Dan Hampton, defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur with Happen will be here on 720 WGN. That played a pretty big one in the in the course of the events of that game. Eddie Jackson. Well, and, and again, you know, that was the, the, the quintessential bend-but-don't-break type of football game they had to play. Um, Eddie making that interception and popping up and getting a little bit of a return on it. I mean, again, it was a huge... Yeah, you know, we got a fluke, uh, uh, you know, touchdown from uh, Fields rolling out on a naked boot and throwing it back to Pettis, who was essentially wide open, and he kind of <laughs> threw a punt up there, Ob. <laughs> but it wasn't like we we had really taken control of the game. Once we intercepted that ball, we were able to get it down to the twenty-one, and then boom, we took control. What well, was nice to see about Eddie Jackson today, Danny? You know as well as I do. The last two years, this guy's been MIA. He's been missing in action. Yep. And you, what we, after every game, it was like, what is he thinking about? He's not hitting anybody. He's not doing anything. Well, today, guess what? He came to play. And when you come to play, good things will happen. And they kid, those kids never gave up. Eddie Jackson never gave up. Stayed in there. Second half brought us home a victory. All right, Bears win nineteen to ten. One other final. Let me pass this along to you too, because the Texans and the Colts. Finish in a 20-20 tie in overtime. They deserve each other. And right now, with a minute to go in overtime, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati also tied at 20 in overtime. We could have two overtime ties in the first week of the NFL season. This could be one heck of a year. Exactly. Parity is uh, reigning supreme. 312-981-7200. That is our phone number. Let us head out to Rockford and welcome Mike in. Mike, how you doing? You're on with Happen OB. Hello, Mike. Mike, are you there? Mike. I'm here. I'm here, guys. There you go. I'm here. All right, Mike. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, Mike. Guys, thanks for taking the call here. Listen, um, I hate to say this. Obi and, and uh, Dan, I'll tell you, I I, uh, I always agree with you. And you guys are two of the smartest football guys I know. But I got to disagree with this one thing. This Trey Lance guy, okay, he threw one interception. But I'm watching the conditions of the field. Granted, he has a better supporting cast around him. He's got a better offensive line. He's got better receivers. Um, but he still made more accurate throws, guys. I'm watching Justin Fields coming from last year, going into this year. Granted, he doesn't have weapons, but the accuracy, his his throws don't seem strong. They're, they kind of float, and, and, and the interception he threw today was ridiculous. It, um, he just, guys, if it wasn't for that broken play where uh, the one receiver, Pringle, I think, or whoever that was that was wide open, the Bears, and he basically, you know, walked right into the end zone, and he caught the ball. He's wide open. Um, you know, I, I, guys, I'm not trying to, to be real picky here. They won, okay? I'm happy about it. But I disagree with you guys. I think, I think, I think the quarterback for the 49ers outplayed Justin Fields, guys. I got to disagree with you on this one. Well, I don't think he outplayed him, but I'll tell you what. I'd I'd rather call it a tie. As, you know, uh, neither one of them were spectacular today. You know, and, and can you blame it on, on, on being the first league game, the home opener? Can you blame it on the weather? Can you blame, you can blame it on a lot of things. But I'm going to tell you what, for us to get better and win and the 49ers with our quarterback and their quarterback, and I agree with you, they've got to get a hell of a lot better. Games are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. 
and they have to get better and better and better. Today, I was not impressed with our quarterback. I wasn't impressed with their quarterback. Not even close to being impressed. Yeah, because when you pass for a net three yards in your opening game, the first half, you know, Houston, there's a problem. Yeah, I, quite honestly, Mike, I, I I will tell you this. Yeah, I was watching a lot of our defense, uh, the, the, our players more than just watching him. Uh, I, I will go back and watch it tonight, but I'll, I'll just tell you this. Yeah, at, at some point, you know, talent reigns supreme, and he, he'll have to get better. But again, my, my the lock of the universe is is see how much he improves next week when he's going against the Seahawks. <laughs> well, I'm Danny, you. <laughs> you know the thing is, it, it wasn't consistency. You know, first down, it wasn't keeping a drive alive. Okay, yep. getting a first down, a third down, on second down. Getting, you're not getting first downs. That's what we weren't doing. That's inconsistency. Okay, and guess what? Through a 17 game schedule, buddy, you better have consistency, and you and you better convert on third down. If you're not, you're going to pile up a lot of L's. Yeah, Mike. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Moving on, let's get back out, and we'll come in Billy from Fort Wayne. Billy, you're on with Happen OB. What do you got? Hey, awesome. Hey, I love you guys. You're my heroes, lifelong Bears fan in Indiana. And uh, first of all, I kind of want to add on to what that one guy say. Hey, this is only Justin Fields' first year in this offense. And I was listening to you guys, like you said, you thought they were calling the the Nagy playbook in the first half. Second half, he looked a little better when they made some adjustments. I think they have a coach that looks like he has a clue what's going on. (laughs) I agree with OB when he said, hey, maybe he got in there rattled some cages or something, but he, the guy just looks like he knows what he's doing just by looking at him. And then one thing on defense, I wonder if you guys know that, notice this. This made my day. Talk, talk about the coach. I saw number 33, Peanut Tillman's number, and I forget the name of the player, but he did the peanut punch and got, I believe, the first turnover, if my memory's correct. That's it, Jalen Johnson, our right yeah. cornerback. And I was smiling from ear to ear, and that, that just... Oh, I needed that so bad. And I just had to mention that. I figured you guys would get to it sooner or later. But uh, And everybody had the Bears, seven-point dogs in this game. Hey, maybe we'll get some national love. That could be the kiss of death, but still, hey, it'll feel good. <laughs> well, we'll be on Sunday night, uh, primetime NBC next Sunday, uh, and uh, we'll be in Lambeau. It's going to be uh, must-see TV, especially if uh, the Packers are able to get to 1-0 and and we're 1-0. Uh, yeah, like I said, NBC will be giddy. Yeah, very giddy, especially we get the Bears coming up on on their network. They they, they love that, of course. Right, let's take it one more here before we have to take uh, another timeout. Let's go out to Rockford and welcome in Larry. Larry, you're on with Happen OB. Hey there, Dan and Eddie. It's the Rooster from Rockford. How you guys doing today? <laughs> We're roostering. <laughs> OB, do you remember me from Ailey Dawson? There you go. <laughs> Good to talk to you again. Hey, listen, the first caller hit it on the head. This is pivotal. Um, okay, it wasn't pretty, but we got a bunch of kids playing from eight and nine year olds flag football all the way to high school, Hananiga, you name the school, and this was big. Uh, I'm going to say right now the word tenacity, the tenacious way that they came back. And and I'll tell you, man, I was I was really impressed. Again, it wasn't pretty. That caller, couple callers, again, he hit it on the head, but uh, it's a win. And it's a way that we're getting jump-started and springboard in the season. And uh, I think it was pretty cool myself. Thank you. Larry, let me tell you something. What you saw today was a coaching staff with a team 
that was trying to win. Okay? Yes. Not playing, try not to lose. They were playing the game to win. They knew they were in it. They knew what had happened, and they made the adjustments. So kudos to them, you know, to the, the last, coaches and the players. The last time I was this proud of the Chicago Bear football team, my gosh, it's been a what long decade. Well, it's it's been a long time. You know, you can't control an idea. These kids, they're believing, they're buying in. Here we go. All right, we're going to manage the clock here at Burn a Timeout and come back with more of your phone calls at 312-981-7200. Hang in there, callers. Yeah, we're we'll, going to get to you. We'll get to you as soon as we can. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. And uh, let me remind you that the Chicago Tribune says that Mel's Craft Barbecue has the best brisket in the state. Mel's is perfect for watching your favorite team and enjoying brisket, pulled pork, turkey, or baby backs. I'm going to have to agree with the enjoying the brisket Did part. Did you see OB? It was incredible today. He had it today. all over him. I, I mean, it looked like he was at the game with uh, all the uh, sauce everywhere. I'll tell you what, I, 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 that brisket was out of this world. I'm not just saying that to say it. I mean, it was. Yeah, a little crumbly. And, and then you Mel get the nice, brought it in Oh, personally. Mel was great. Yeah, Mel was nice to meet Mel today. I think he's just glad to be out of the rain. But he, <laughs> he hung around for the first quarter. He was, it was awesome, Mel. Thank you. And Mel says everything for the barbecue fanatic, plus a full bar featuring over 60 bourbons. Can't make it to Mel's? Call Mel's Barbecue and ask about catering options the only thing better than football is football with mel's craft barbecue mel's craft barbecue on main street and park ridge across from the metro stop or visit mel's barbecue.com you got to try it folks yes. i'm serious it's De- great definitely do all right we'll come back with more of your phone calls 312-981-7200 bears a winner 19 to 10 game one against the san francisco 49ers more coming up on 720 wgn on second and goal herbert tries it one more time and this time he's in the bears take advantage of the Galil Herbert taking that one into the end zone. Highlights courtesy of Fox Sports. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur and Happen OB here with you after a 19-10 win by the Bears in week one over the San Francisco 49ers. The rains were falling. It was a slick field for a time. And uh, the only thing that uh, was of concern to me... Cairo Santos. Yeah, the, 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 the two big uh, concerns jumping off the page at SOB is, one, hey, I, I know the field's wet, and I'm not really a mutter when it comes to golf because, you know, you change your, your stroke because of the turf and all that. Well, guess what? It's Chicago. Figure it out, yeah. kid. He's got He can't do that no more. Number two, the offensive line. And I know it was a combination of the play calling, but our offensive line got – taken to the woodshed, especially the first two quarters of the game. And you know what? All training camp we've heard, oh, they're going to be better. They're, they're, they're this, they're that. We're going to come together. I didn't see it. And I tell you what, that's the thing that jumps off the, the charts at me is somehow, some way, this offensive line has got to figure it out. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. One of the great things that what I'm looking at, you look at these stats. My God, we pa- passed. 105 yards, and we ran for 99 yards, and we beat a team that could get to the Super Bowl with those stats, and we won a game. We won a game. That's hard to believe. It's pretty good. Mac is joining us here from Atlanta. Mac, you're on with Happen OB. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. It's a wonderful day. I yes, agree with the. I agree. The O line needs to gel quickly, um, but oh, yeah. I disagree. I disagree with the comments on Justin Fields. I thought he was trying to throw a soft ball under horrible conditions that would float into the receiver's hands. I thought 
Trey was throwing low bullets, sometimes so low they couldn't even catch the thing. And uh, I just thought he was patient, and he managed what he was being given. And he seemed to have the will to win. And uh, and the team is following him, you know. And so I, I'm very pleased with the future. Um, what, can I ask one comment? You guys know this. Great middle linebackers are the legacy of the Bears. Who is our linebacker? Who is our leader? Is Morrow a samurai, Urlacher, or Buckus? No. Because I think I, I need to see that from the defense. I'm hanging up. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, Mac. Appreciate it. He, he's basically, I hate to say, a guy you know, that has bounced around the league. He, he, he's a competent player. Is he special? Does he have the ability to, to make Pro Bowls and, and be the, the consummate you know, leader of the de- no, but but in this defense of Allen Williams, it, it's it's more the, the sum than the parts, and and I I got to tell you the defensive line they've got to be better, and a bright spot in the second half after the final cuts. Did you notice that? The Poles went and signed a kid that was cut by Minnesota. His name is Armand Watts, number ninety six. It's Akeem Hicks' old number. If you go back and watch the third and fourth quarter when the other two tackles, Blackson and Jones, kind of wore out, he was in there and he was collapsing the pocket. He's from Arkansas, so I was watching him, and I like a lot of what I see. Don't be shocked if he doesn't get a start. That's Poles, the better general manager, and that's Eberflus and his staff, the better coaching staff. Right. That's what you just saw. That's what you were just talking about. Exactly. Good Tr- call, Mac, by the way. Trying to find a way to improve. And again, don't be shocked if we're going to see an awful lot of changes on the offensive line. All right, guys, about a minute to go here before we have to get into the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, and we'll uh, pick things up here with Mike in Chicago. Mike, you're on with Hampton OB. How you doing? Yeah, I'm a fan of football, and I'll say that I watch you guys. I watch the Bears. I'm very concerned about the offensive line. Number 29 from San Francisco dominated that game. He's a very special player. If you had a couple more athletic players like that on the defense, you guys are going to have some major problems. And I said that I'll say that Trey Lance. Uh, I mean, Trey did what he was supposed to do. He's a rookie quarterback. You can't entrust a, a, a team to a rookie. I mean, he's not a Lamar Jackson by any stretch of the matter. Justin Fields is coming along in his evolution and development, and uh, I can appreciate his talent as well. Uh, but it, it was a weak game, in my opinion. I don't think you should put get too high on it. It's okay that you guys had a win. But at week eight or week ten, I think you have to reevaluate and see what you said in week one, and if it still measures up at the end of the day. All right, Mike, thanks. All right, well, when we're ten and zero, we'll have to reevaluate. Ob, <laughs> that and was we, a good call, Mike. Yeah, Mike, that's a good. Let, let me just say this real quick. You know, you can't take you know Trey Lance and Justin Fields' performance out of this game and project it. This was just a nasty fall apart, scratch claw, find a way to win game. We'll see a lot more of these two next week, and I think they'll both be a, a much improved player. All right, so we'll take a quick time out here. We'll get into the newsroom. We'll get you caught up on what's going on around the rest of the world. We'll come back with more on hour number two of our Happen OB postcard. Tell you I like to see pick it up a little bit is our offensive coordinator, the genius from Green Bay. Okay. <laughs> no 
Uh, you know what? I'd give him as a grade an F. Uh, Me too. All right. Well, we'll hopefully we'll hear from uh, Matt Eberflus also from Soldier Field in our next hour as and he's well. He's the only guy I've ever liked from Green Bay. Oh, well, there you go. Well, hopefully, maybe he's got some excuses that are, are are good. Well, then again, no excuses are very good, are they? Well, when you win, you can get by with it. When you lose, good point. Uh, good point. Good point. Habit OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Into the newsroom next. More coming up on seven twenty WGN. So that rule was put in, right? It's a you know foreign object. You can clear off the spot, you know, with your foot or your hand, but you cannot take a foreign object out there to clear it off. And that was just a mistake. And we got to learn from that. And you know, those guys have have, have to do a good job of understanding that. And uh, we got to do a better job. And our BBB Trusted Review brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. And uh, let's review that one and put a grade on it, huh? Now, now wait a minute, Andy. Here, here's what's happened before, and I've said this before many times, okay? With the head coach, within an arm's reach, there has to be somebody designated that knows the rules in the National Football League. Because why? Number one, they're constantly changing the yep. rules, and some of them really affect the game. Okay, and somebody should have been there if he didn't know or whatever. That whoever it is, and again, within arm's length, standing by the head coach, he's got to be there that knows the rules, and that just happens to be how it should have been done. So it's not a smart play on the bear, and they could say, "Well, it's a mist- it's this." No, it was stupid. It was very stupid. Have somebody that knows the rules inside and out within arm's reach of the head coach because he's the guy with the red flag. And if you go back and look at it, the sequence of the game where, when it happened, it was huge. We're getting ready to kick a field goal. Hopefully, you know, Santos would have made it. But instead, now we've got to back up and punt and give the ball back to the 49ers. So it was, it was huge. There's no huge excuse for that. Yeah. Change and, and in momentum. Anything, just admit to it and move on. Yeah, it was seven nothing at that point, uh, heading toward the end of the first half. It was a four, it would be a forty-seven yard field goal attempt, but we saw Santos today miss two extra points uh, in the in the rain and the uh, the wind out there. But uh, it was a very strange play. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That is our telephone number. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. As we head back out to those phone lines, we welcome in uh, Gary from Villa Park. Gary, what's going on? Hey, two points. I'm glad we didn't get into a field goal game because, as you can see with the extra points, the conditions were horrible, and you wouldn't want Robbie Gold to beat us again. And my second point is, I think in the second half, I think the 49er defense was worn down just from chasing Justin Fields all over the field. <laughs> it was. It was It was a huge uh, momentum swing in the second half because they did look like they were gassed. And you know what? That, that's something else that Luke Getzey needs to understand. Early in the game, if you can make those defensive linemen have to chase, have to you know pursue, uh, it, it changes the complexion of the pass rush in the second half. So, hey, there's a lot of learning situations in this game. Not only don't bring a towel out on the field yeah. when you're kicking an extra point, uh, a field goal. Yeah, and you know with uh, with Getzey as well. I mean, we, we we had all this accolades about uh, about Eberflus as his head coaching debut. Well, this was Luke Getzey's offensive coordinating debut as well. And it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but you know that first half 
the field position was horrible. They, they, I think the average field position in that first half of the Bears was their own 12-yard line. Right. And, and that certainly changed, and the, and the play calling changed when they got better field position. Well, yeah. the guy had to put them in, in that position. You know, you got to call plays yeah. to get them out of a situation. And there are plays that can get you out, whether it's a pass over the middle out and in a flat, or if it's an in run, or if it's a reverse, or if it's a screen, or if it's a bootlegger pass. Okay? And it's... It, huh. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, well, it's, it's frustrating, the, yeah. It's up to the play caller to not only be conscious of the field position dilemma, but find a way to flip it and you know get us out what we're playing around the 50 and make them play deep in their territory. So, yeah, again, Luke Getzey, he gets an F first half. The first play call of the season was a pathetic screen. Um, that's basically waving the, a flag saying, hey, we're scared of, of you, and we're scared of your pass rush. The first set of downs, Dan. It was awful. First and second and third down, and we had to punt. We were minus seven yards. Well, a sack was you know, the third play of the game. So, I mean, he gets an F the first half. Maybe a C in the second half, but a win's a win. I agree. Go ahead. All right. So we'll get back out of the phones here in just a second. 312-981-7200. That is our telephone number. Uh, you can get through to us there. You can also text us at that same number as well. Gary chose the option of calling us from Minneapolis. Gary, you're on with Happen OB. What's going on? Hey, guys. It's uh, Gary from Minneapolis here. Um, unfortunately, in the land of the Viking, but uh, I love it that the Bears won. So at work, I won't have to take too much uh, stuff on heat on Monday. But a couple points I wanted to make. I wanted to challenge Mike, who was saying that Justin Fields didn't really play that well today. And, yes, the first half, he looked a little bit lost out there. And then he said, well, the breakdown, and he found, uh, I think it was uh, Pettis for the touchdown pass. But if you guys watch that again, he rolled out, rolled to his left, and he actually looked to his right, threw across his body, and found that receiver. Now, back when Trubisky was here, he would have ran the ball, we would have got seven or eight yards, and that would have been the end of it. But he took the time to look downfield. So I think he is making he's making strides. So I just wanted to challenge that point. And I think, guys, we should enjoy this a little bit, but have a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of tamp it down a little bit. But I, I love the fact that we actually have a coach that came out and made some adjustments in the second half. When was the last time, OB, that we came out and scored touchdowns in the second half? So I in Hamptons years. Bears. Love you guys. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate the call. Gary, yeah. In the Hampton years, when they were the world champs and regarded by most the greatest football team of all time. All right, we'll take some more calls here. 312-981-7200. Uh, we'll take a quick time out here, and we'll come back with more on the Hampton OB Show. And the leader on that team is sitting directly to my right, the great Dan Hampton, the Hall of Famer. Right here to my left. Here's your money. <laughs> Rosen Auto Group, the Rosen Red Zone Report, to provide results for each Bears Red Zone visit. We would believe that. Highlights courtesy again of Fox Sports. Um, changing game, Muller moment right there. The player or the player that made the big turn of the game right there. And that was uh, a big one for the Bears who took the lead at that point and went on to their 19-10 to win over the San Francisco 49ers at a very wet and rainy soldier field today. And uh, a win in game one. 
of the uh, regular season here. Hopefully many more of those to come. 312-981-7200. That is our telephone number if you want to jump on the line with us here and uh, chat with Hamp or Obi or both of us. And uh, all right, we're going to go out to uh, we're going to go out to Greg, who is uh, in Elk Grove Village. Greg, you are on with yes. us. Hello, sir. Hello, gentlemen. I love your show and I love your input on everything. Uh, I have to disagree with you today, though. I'm not about to give uh, the offense an F or a C. Before the game, the announcers and everybody on NFL Today said that the 49ers had the best defense in football. I repeat, the best defense in football. Are you going to tell me, Danimal, that in 1985, every team you beat solidly had a bad offense? No. I don't think the Giants had a bad offense. I don't think the Rams had a bad offense that year. I don't think the Patriots had a bad offense that year. You have got to give the credit to the defense. They wore the defense down, and they stuck with it, and that's how they won the game. The other thing that is a little irritating to me is the weather won the game for them as well. The rain. It was a tough condition to play in. They played well. At least they won. They won over a warm-weather team. Guess what? In the Ice Bowl, uh, as I recall, the Packers almost lost that game to a team that was from the south of the Mason-Dixon line, Dallas, who never played in cold weather. And Lombardi, the idiot, couldn't even figure out how to regulate the field. I mean, imagine that. I thought Lombardi was the genius. Oh, he's the best guy that ever lived. He couldn't figure out how to, and he, he should have delegated that to somebody else. That's how stupid he was because of his ego. Greg, hold on a second. Just hold on a second, okay? You, you're going pretty good. All right, and I, I understand what's, uh, some of what you're saying. I said an F for the first half. Play calling was absolutely atrocious. Atrocious for the first 30 minutes. And I, asked, I would bet on it that, again, the coaches came in, they called a, a meeting to Jesus at halftime, and they came out and they made some changes. But that first half, that game plan, are you telling me you pass for a net three yards and run for 65 in this day and age in the National Football League? And that's, it's not okay. It's not okay for the coaches to do that, and it wasn't okay for the execution of the players. It was a flat-out F the first 30 minutes of this game. At the, the next 30 minutes, they made adjustments, Greg, which is great. That's what you want to see. That's what we could never get from the other regimes here. Okay, so that's a plus. But the first half, it was an F. The one thing that I, I want to add to that is, okay, we, we acknowledge – that the 49ers defense and especially the personnel are, are you know, top flight in all three facets, the line, the linebackers and, and the secondary. But all that being, you know, considered, we did not take the, 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 the fight to their defense. We were trying to nibble on the edges, throw screens, and run draws and all that instead of lining up and attacking and trying to get a running game going. And, you know, hey, David Montgomery had 17 carries, 26 yards. That's a yard and a half average. Obviously, he knows they're good. But at the end of the day, 
It doesn't matter. You still got to run. You got to be able to uh, uh, establish your offense and our offense. Everything goes on the back of the run game. We didn't do it until the second half. That was the adjustment. Greg, that's a good call, but that's Dan's answer, my answer. We're talking about the first half. Flat out F. All right, Greg, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Let's get out to uh, Denver at 312-981-7200. Welcome in, Chef. What's going on, man? man. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Hey, OB, I'm old school. I'm about Dan's age, maybe a little bit older. And it was interesting to see that they rotated the guards like they used to do, okay? I mean, I used to watch the old Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you know, I used to watch the Bears when Brickhouse was on GN, so... But I'm I'm looking, and I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but the offensive line, man, looks too high. It looks like their pads are too high. And they're not getting under the defense, um, especially this defense. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, that's a good call by you because Dan and I were talking about that when we're, when the game was on, all four quarters, okay? And what has been the problem – year after year after year, is the offensive line. For some reason, I don't know, and hopefully this is going to change with this new regime, you've got to have five guys up in front to keep that quarterback up so he can make the passes and he can understand what the running game is, what the passing game is, give him the time to get that done. We have not had that. Hopefully with this outfit, we will get it. But what they're trying to do, I think they're trying to find five guys, and I think... What's going to happen is they're going to be playing guys at guard, tackle, uh, center. They're going to be moving people around until I think and bringing people in and taking people out until they get it right. And do I think well, it is well, correct and right right now? No, I don't. But your but your point about their the, their the fundamental techniques is dead on. They were coming off the ball high, and the, yeah, the Niners absolutely. were stoning them. I mean, I, I, I made the comment 30 minutes ago in the uh, break. I said, I was watching those guys, Armstead and Bosa. That looked like us when we played. We would stone the offensive lineman at the line of scrimmage and shuck them and go make a play. We have got to improve on that. And that, you know, a lot of times you you got to do that in practice. You got to like go back to the old Oklahoma drill and and just just make them have to stay low and try to come off the ball with you know with great momentum and try to create seams for the running game. And Dan, if you do, they, we'll get better. They've got to have the physical and mental talent to do that. Okay, and for some reason we haven't been able to find a, a quality of five guys that can go out there and do that. And this is going on and on. When you've got a quarterback that can take you, and actually can take you to the Super Bowl, what's the number one object with your team? Because it's all about offense. It's all about passing in this league. The rules give you that. You got to have five guys that can play the positions. That's that's it. There's no other answer. Period. Well, Chris Morgan is the offensive line coach. He, I've heard a lot of good things about him. He's got his hands full this week. We've got to get better. All right, back to the phones, 312-981-7200. Well, when jo- uh, Josh, that is from Joliet. Josh, you're on with us. Hi, um, this question is for Ed Bradovich. Do you think this regime can take us to the Super Bowl? And if not, which, regi- which regime do you think could? Well, I'll tell you. Do I think that they can do it? I think this is an improvement, a 100% improvement, Josh. I could just see the demeanor of Eberflus 
and the coaches. It's one of confidence. It spews from him. You can see it. You don't see any hysterical stuff on the sidelines. And, and it looks like, yeah, something's not working. Well, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. And then they do make the adjustments. Okay? And that's so very important. But do I think this outfit can take us into the championship era? I think they truly can. I really do. I believe. I like what I see about them. And I've been around a long time. Believe me, won a world championship, seen a great team in 85, destroy people. I understand the game, and I'm trying to tell you, as important as the players are with their talent on both sides of the ball, more important is the general manager, the head coach, and the offensive and defensive coordinator, and the position coaches. It's so damn important, and I think, Josh, that we have, I think we have gotten, whether it's lucky or good or whatever, but Poles, when he hired Eberflus and he brought in the assistants, I think we've got the right crew. I truly do. Well, the, the proof is right here in the stat sheet. Here's the, here's the pudding. Let's look at it. We got beat at every facet of the game, and yet we win, almost in a laugher. Because we were, I think, better coached, better disciplined. They didn't give up. And they fought to the end. Love to see that in a 19-10 to 10 victory of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And, Josh, thank you for your call. Appreciate that. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, Josh, I, I tell you what. You go back to what happened today, those guys would have laid down. Yeah, I mean, last year was it's a completely different, uh, yes, different ball is. game, completely. All right, we'll have more of your phone calls coming up here in just a few minutes. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. dot com. Scramble drill rules, you know, uh, just knowing what the receivers are going to do, um, you know, just kind of them filling out the spacing and really just you know trying to extend the play as long as I can uh, to where either I can you know throw it to one of them or maybe run for a few yards or even throw it away. So, um, yeah, I think they did a great job with that today. Though. Justin Fields right there, the winning quarterback in today's game. Bears 19, 49ers 10. Time now for Who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. You can make uh, several arguments for those that brought it. Eddie Jackson might be one of those guys. Or there could be several other candidates. If you get run over in the end zone, you're, okay, not, we, you're we, not bringing We it. disqualify him on that yeah, one. He got, he got run over by a receiver. Uh, no, it's Justin Fields. I mean, and, and the, the, okay, he just talked about you know what was necessary, how he had to extend plays and look for opportunities to make a play. All those different. A lot of times, you rattle a quarterback, and I know Ob, you you could tell, you could smell it when you got, you know, when you had your defensive line, you know, knocking a quarterback you around. You could tell when a guy's overdosed, unscared to death pills. There yes, you, you can. <laughs> he never did. You know what? And again, that is, you know, you one of the callers said everybody in the NFL wants to, you know, uh, ordain them the the best defense on. Uh, you know, on, on AstroTurf, grass, whatever you want to call it. All I know is Justin Fields, and you could tell by looking at his face. They kept showing his face a lot, which is cool because he was cool. And, there's, you know, there's a reason why. I remember a year ago when he was thrown to the wolves in Cleveland, and I and, – and That was a nightmare. You and I both smelt how – bad Trubisky was and you know we 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 can we can spot him from eight miles away but from early on I said this kid's got it he's got something he's he's special 
And yeah, his stat line doesn't look like a pro bowler in it. But guess what? Who won the game? Who had the better team? But who won the game? So there's a lot to to like about Justin Fields. And if the offense does what it's supposed to do with the running game and starting the RPOs and the and the bootlegs and you know the the play action, he doesn't have to do all that extending and all that. But he's capable. We just saw it. And creating plays. I mean, the the the, the one that I know Pettis was wide open, but. That's not a, a play that a normal quarterback will make. Listen, all things being equal today, all things being equal, the pluses and the minuses, were do I think that we really need help at in defensive backs, linebackers, linemen, offensive tackles, guards, centers, whatever have you, our offensive line, they've got to step up or because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to Justin Fields. He's going to get cranked. And I'll tell you what, what I saw today, Dan and I, when he said they stood tall, when he snapped the ball, they stood right up like peacocks up there. You got to be down low and you got to be able to deliver a blow. That's what we're not doing. So the one thing that has to improve from this week to next week, I'll guarantee you, the opponents are looking at it, is the offensive line. Their technique is not good. Period. And and part of the reason why Justin was having to extend was – he had nobody to throw to. Cole Komet was covered like a blanket today. And, you know, and that's why, you know, he was a non-factor. All I can tell you is Pringle and, 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 and St. Brown and Mooney, they all have to be better at finding ways to separate. Give him something to throw the ball to. And we did, they you were covered protect, all day. You got to protect fields better. Okay? If you watch Both that game for the four quarters, Dan, you got to protect that kid better. Half the time, if he's dropped, if he drops back in the pocket, and by the time the play's over it, he's out in the flat on the strong side or the weak side running for his life. That's not how you win on a consistent basis. So what has – I mean, you give them the credit and all that. They won the game and everything. But when the reality of it is that offensive line has to play better. Or I'll tell you what, Fields is not going to last 17 games. Well, and, and a, 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 going a long way down that road to getting better for the offensive line is the play calling. Again, we started the game scared, calling plays, screens, draws, oh. th- th- and, and it was almost like we, as a uh, as an offensive mindset. We're like, oh my God, that's Nick Bosa over there. Oh my God, it's Armstead. Oh, they're too good. We got to, we can't. No, you run the ball right at them early and you set the tempo. Then that's when Justin Fields will jump off the charts. Perfect, Danny. That's a bingo, babe, what you just said. And the receivers run got, right at them. They got to get better. They got to get open. And yeah, the field was a consideration. It was wet. They didn't want to slip, so they weren't cutting the same way. I don't know what it was. But they got to improve. I'm just telling you, the offensive line's got to improve big time. Yep. They come this week. 312-981-7200 if you want to join us. And uh, Bruno has chosen to join us from out there on Route 55. Bruno, you're on with us. How you doing? Fantastic, guys. Great conversation. But I want to tell you something. I, nine months ago, if you'd have told me the, the, the Bears would have beat the 49ers in the first game of the season, I said, you're all crazy, man. You're smoking dope. I am so happy. I am elated. I am walking on sunshine. I'm having a bunch of beers and I'm barbecuing steaks, buddy. This is awesome. The 49ers have a tremendous, tremendous defense. And, 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 and don't forget what our defense did, uh, holding down that high powered 49er offense. 
I am very proud. I am so proud to be called a Bear fan right now. This very second, I am very, very happy. Okay, and we're going to get into this in a minute, but here's something that will make you even happier. The Vikings are going in to score right now and take a 17 to nothing lead against the Packers up in Minneapolis. Woo! Fantastic. I always want to see the Packers lose. God almighty. Well, that's who we play next Sunday night, national hey, television. Yeah. Hang, yeah. hang in there with us, kiddo. Thanks. We will. We're going to beat the Packers. Don't worry about that. That'll All be right. Thanks, Bruno. I like my steak medium. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. You know, I it, know. It, which brings up, you know, I this summer I was thinking about it. How much time we got, Andy? We got a little bit. A couple of us, yeah. Okay. OB, you know what? Back in baseball, when the, you know, the, the Cubs were trying to find a way to win with they took some of the good players from the Cardinals. So you detract from the best team, you make your team better. Well, think about what happened to the Packers this year. They lost, we think, the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams. He he signed and went to Vegas. How about the center? He's not too bad either. Well, Lucas Patrick, he's here with us, which even if he didn't play today, well, he's not playing for them, so right. they're not as good there. Now, on Zadarius, um, what's his name, Smith, that I thought was their best player in defense. He was kind of like a wild card pass rusher, and he's gone. He's playing for Minnesota now, and 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 then we got Luke Getzey, and I'm watching Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Luke Getzey is our, our offensive coordinator from Green Bay. If, if, well, he was a quarterback coach, and he wasn't the coordinator. Lafleur basically run, run the offense, but he was the quarterback coach. I see Aaron Rodgers looking like he is ready to kill somebody. He's, it's almost like you can tell their team, their chemistry, everything is different. It's not the same. And guess what? I think Sunday night we've got a great opportunity. Yeah, he's missing a couple of good friends. It seems like just be, you're right. I mean, the demeanor, and you can tell a lot, and that does translate to your teammates as well, that, that frustration. What, what, what I was you just saying it, about yeah. how cool, uh, you know, in the heat Justin, of the yeah. game, how cool Fields yeah, was. Absolutely. And now I'm seeing Rodgers, he threw a bomb on the very first play of the game, and the receiver dropped it. And it would have been a sure touchdown. And from then on, it's gone downhill. So, hey, boo-hoo. For us, I I want to see starting this coming week, okay? Up in Green Bay, I want to see more of Montgomery, more of Herbert, and I want to see a ton more of Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, our tight end. Get him involved in the plays, in running and passing. Give him a steady diet of it. Yeah, I think in the third quarter, Happy, you and I looked at each other because Cole Komet's jersey was pristine. It, it wasn't even touched. And, and you know what? He should be ashamed of, of himself because if he's not catching a pass, he better be trying to block somebody. And it's impossible to play the game of football without going to the ground often. And he wasn't even muddy. He wasn't wet. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on, show up. Do something. He is Cole Komet, though. He is a difference maker, and and I agree. We got to get him. We got to get him moving. But you got to get him moving in a, in a game in a game plan that attacks downfield. My God, again, Darnell Mooney. My, how the hell do you not throw the ball down the field on a post or a corner route or whatever to this kid? Nobody can run with him. Cole Komet, six five, weighs two sixty, two seventy. You know he's about five six inches taller than the defensive backs. Use them in the game plan. You know, these guys, were they were almost like null and void today. You're going to need them to win football games from here on out. 
Get them involved in the game plan. Well, inherent in that is they got to get open. Mooney, they, he threw it to Mooney one time in the north end zone, and he actually threw it. It was a bad pass, threw it out of bounds. But Mooney was covered. I mean, I don't know why he was throwing it, but Mooney's got to find a way to, to be able to separate. That's the whole thing. I'm watching uh, Jefferson, the kid from Minnesota. I mean, it's almost laughable. He's, uh, you know, he's wide open almost every single play. Aaron Rodgers just threw a pick uh, toward the end of this uh, first half, 27 seconds to go. The reign of terror yeah. may be coming to well, an end after 30 years. How about it? Just, just to get back to this, what we've got to do, guys, about the Bears here, the hell with Green Bay right now. <laughs> All right, you got to get Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet involved in our offensive strategy, and you got to get Montgomery and Herbert involved in our offensive strategy. Okay, whether it's a drop back, whether it's a bootleg or whatever it is, we've got to get these people. Why? Because they're quality people that you could go to and you can win with. And today we didn't use them. We got to have it. There's got 16 games left. Damn it. Get them involved. By the way, for all of you Packer fans out there, Zadarius Smith just forced a, a, a bad pass from Aaron Rodgers. It was picked off by Harrison Smith, and all the way to the sideline, you could hear Aaron Rodgers blank, 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 blank. So, <laughs> like I said, Obi, maybe the reign of terror from Brett Barr through Aaron Rodgers, the reign of terror may be coming to an end. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll take a time out. More time for you to get in with us, too. It's 312-981-7200. Let's not count me counting. <laughs> I'm counting it. <laughs> the Bears are winning next Sunday night. You mark it down. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment here on 720 WGN. I could feel that all along. You, you know, talk about, you know, you started when we, when we started to perform in the games. You could feel that. You know, so the, you know, the first game, Kansas City, then we went out to Seattle, then in the Cleveland game, you could start them to feel that, you know, hey, how it's starting to pay off, you know, and man, this hard work that we're doing is starting to really work and it, it's winning football. And then we just kind of just brought that into the practice. The guys had really, you know, two weeks of practice there before the first game and man, they, they did a nice job. Like I said, it wasn't perfect. We're one and no, we got a lot to work on and we'll go from there. Yeah, the voice of the head coach, Matt Eberflus, after the 19-10 win against the 49ers. Danny, how refreshing, Danny, to hear somebody that knows what he's talking about. That was, that, that. by the way, folks, what he just said there, as far as I'm concerned, that's what I wanted to hear, and that's a very strong statement. That's his belief, and that's what they did today. Think about this. <laughs> he, he, he stresses... You know, the team bought in, and as hard as the team worked, and team and team, and it goes back against that fool, Nagy, and the BU. See, he's trying to make everybody an individual rather than trying to enhance the team concept. It was almost like he was doomed from the start because of his idiot ideology, and and it is great. And again, how many of our guys could make the 49ers squad? How many? Not many. Five? Maybe? Yeah. I'm just saying, who won? The best team won. Not the players, the best team. All right, here's the thing. You mentioned... You like that, Obi? You, you love it. You Absolutely, Danny, yeah. Nagy with his slogan, be you. I mean, my God. And let's go back to what happened out there today, okay? It's called hits. His first one, hits, H, hustle. Intensity, I. 
T, takeaways. And the last one, S for the word hits. You got to hit people is smart. And eventually the smartness came through. Yeah, lack of lack smart. of penalties called on them too. I mean, it was penalties changed that's, the game too with the, with the 49ers. That was not smart football. Yeah, absolutely. We of uh, the word hits the four words that he has in there, the four letters. What came rang true was the last one S for smarts. Very good. Yeah, and they stuck with it, and that that's the thing too. I mean, it, you you got the feeling last year that if something wasn't going right. Something would happen that would compound it, and it would spiral out of control. This you know, that seems much more in control. This week coming up in Green Bay, I'm going to tell you what they got. They got to be more aggressive offensively, and right from the get go, they can't be. Ah, let's try. Let's we'll, we'll try to run this. Try to no. Go right at them. Take it to them. Take right at them. And second thing is the offensive line. Whoever, I don't know the offensive line coach, Danny, who he is, but I'll Chris tell you Warren. what, he's got a lot of work to do because those five guys up in front did not play quality football, even though we won. But that kid was running around for his life, and they got beat on almost every play, and their technique was not right, Danny. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, and I will tell you this. If you want to go back and watch some good football, about five years ago, the 49ers, they had a different coaching regime, and uh, their coordinator, I can't remember his name, but I mean, they it was textbook blocking, and, and it was almost impossible to stop that offense. Well, in the first half... It was like they had taken a page out of that. They were doing the the, the, the counter traps and the the wide uh, the, the the zone, and they were doing so much stuff, and it kept our front seven completely off balance. But they squandered all the opportunities, all the field position, and then it came back to bite them in the second half because we made a bunch of smart adjustments. So hey, tip of the cap. It couldn't have got off to a better start. You know, hey, guess what? Nobody's going to beat the 49ers, you know, on a on a weekly basis. But this moment in time, I kind of smelt the the Niners weren't really concerned about the Bears. They were believing all the 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 prognosticators saying that the Bears were a three-win team. Well, guess what? I think to go back to to you know, preparing and we're going to see a different 49er team, but who cares about them? We, if we get to the playoffs, we will. But I'll tell you this, Green Bay, that's all anybody up at Hallis Hall needs to be thinking about for the next six days. Well, let me tell you what, you know, to, to everybody here, you know, all the great Chicago Bear fans, to ownership, coaches, everybody up at, at Hallis Hall, you know, it was, it was a great victory. And you talk about a needed victory, that'd be something to be happy about, something to be proud about, that you beat a playoff team, okay? And it's the opening game of the 22 season at home in front of our fans. So be happy about it. Be proud about it. Go to work. And when we come Sunday night, take it to the pack. But again, congratulations to the fans, to the Bear ownership, management, coaches, players. You guys, very, very proud today. You made the adjustments in the second half. Thank God for that. 
Keep and, it going. And and mainly Matt Eberflus. He is the guy that put everybody in position to to make this possible. Congratulations, Matt. All right, gents. Great time here today. Let's hope we have job, uh, some more success uh, next week. We'll be with you at 6 o'clock ahead of that night game. So uh, we'll right. have the pregame show at 6 and then the post right after at 10.30. And you did a great job. Thanks. Let's Looking forward to going, being with babe. you all week, all, all week and all year. There you go. Hey, guys, he's back. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic is back. For all your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. All right, we'll get to the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, and then Rick Hogan will be on the air here on 720 WGN.